0: go just go go ham so to speak and just improvise all this garbage
1: <laughs> yeah I, th- I, I think let's go ham
0: hi everybody you all know who this is this is your host Austin and uh Austin, your host, is welcoming you, the listener, to this our fifteenth episode uh of your podcast opinion is wrong. Fifteen guys. That is a lamp I know right? that's that's not a quarter of a hundred, but it's similar. And um it's I It's a quarter of sixty. It's a quarter of sixty, yeah. It's a quarter of yep. an hour if we were talking episodes. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Anyways like We've done like fifteen of these and I think we've gotten better and I think this is probably a good time to reflect on the past events of, of the rest of these episodes. Like fifteen, that's no small amount. That's enough to become proficient at something.
2: Totally. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um Definitely I I honestly didn't expect us to, to get this far, so I that, know that's pretty Me awesome. Uh, you know what? I also I did the math
0: on this. Um, we've actually podcasted for more than a 24 hour day so far. I've oh, really? seen people talking for more than 24 hours, which I think is uh, it's a, it's an achievement for something.
2: Well, we got to do
0: a well, clip show. Clip show. What, what I want to do yeah. is I want I want to make a little intro where I just cut out the best bits of dialogue and do like a little montage, and um, uh, <laughs> I, I want to do that as our intro now. I think I think that would be Oh yeah, oh. that's a, that, that's a good like podcasty thing to do. Mhm. I know a couple shows that do it. Anyway, um uh shall we 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 haven't done in a while, shall we go into um <coughs> got a uh, nasty cough, which is the perfect thing to have while while podcasting, but <coughs> god damn it. Um <laughs> especially while hosting a podcast, I think it's just wonderful. Um remember I said that we've done fifteen and each fifteen episodes of this and gotten better at each one? I wasn't kidding. Um anyway, we should we should we should go around and talk what about, about talk about what we've been listening to.
2: You I haven't think. introduced this yet though. I have no idea who you are.
0: Um oh, that's right, well, yeah. I, I said I was your host Austin who was hosting you. Um but uh how how could I be so unprofessional as to forget um, the, the true backbone of this podcast, um, uh, Mr. Steve is here. Yes, I am. I am the, I'm your not host, Steve. Right. Well, let, let's call you a co-host because I don't think I can really take, uh, credit for being a host on this because.
1: How, how about we all, we all be co-hosts. Let's we all be like, co-host this. We like three co-host buddies. <laughs>
0: Except for Nick.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: fuck that guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, returning, Alex.
2: Hello, everybody.
0: That's Alex. Um, and now that we've got the um, you know, common courtesies out of the way, now is the time where we talk about what we're listening to. Um, welcome, everybody, to What Are You Listening To? The segment where we, the hosts of your podcast, Opinion Is Wrong, talk about what we, the host of your podcast, Opinion Is Wrong, are listening to this week, or this four to three days, depending on uh, our schedule. Anyway, um, uh, fair podcasters, what have you been listening to? I'll let you duke it out to see who
1: goes first. Uh, I guess I'll I'll just go first since I spoke first. Um, so like, well, I guess I have to say that you know, volume wise, what I've been listening to the most has been uh the new Death Grips, Yo! the the Money Store. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so I, I actually don't want to talk about that too much. Um, one in case we actually end up doing a sort of group roundtable audio discussion of it and two because you know i already wrote that review for the blog and i, I feel totally like agree. anything it's great I, I feel like anything i'd say here would kind of uh undermine anything i might have actually said well in the review so i'm not even going to not even gonna bother to try to recapitulate that uh but yeah if if you want to read my thoughts on the money store you can do so at your personal opinion is wrong the, the blog
2: and you should. And you should.
1: Yes, you should. So, aside from that, um, what I actually can talk about is uh, I've been listening to the new soundtrack from World's End Girlfriend, who is, uh, as with uh, many things, a, a Japanese artist I've come to mm-hmm. enjoy quite a bit. Japanese um, orchestral pop, I, 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 yeah. would, I would think. Yeah, that's yeah, what I heard, yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of different things. He started out more uh kind of IDM-ish or like uh, kind of that that branch of IDM that goes into ambient pipe music and uh his early two thousands work was a lot more uh mellow. And then he started getting uh a lot uh much more complex and much more kind of uh weird with how he started making his music. And it's sort of uh, climaxed in his uh, 2010 album Seven Idiots which is still kind of an impenetrable album for me but I do like it a lot uh, but what, he's, what he seems to be doing lately is saving all of his like really uh, out there weird ideas for his albums and sort of exploring his more uh, nice melodic uh, soft side for these soundtracks that he started doing so this one that just came out is for a movie called Starry Starry Night. And I don't know anything about it uh, other than it seems to be some sort of surreal teen drama. Um, I just like saw the trailer for it. But the soundtrack is very good. Um, it's just, again, kind of just nice orchestral, uh, pleasant pieces. And uh, it, it's a good thing to kind of put on in the background or... If you're a World's End Girlfriend fanatic like me, just, you know, listen to because it exists.
2: From listening to the songs, how do you envision the movie? Not uh, only seeing the trailer, how do you envision the plot of the movie? Uh,
1: hmm. That's tough, because I don't even know if the songs are in order, but uh, it does kind of reflect the sort of uh, airy, uh, kind of quirky film you'd expect from like a you know modern day uh, indie director kind of deal um trying to think of a an American equivalent I don't know I'm, I'm bad with bad with film but yeah i'm'm I'm, I'm actually not sure I mean I know I, I remember like one part of the well, it wasn't a trailer, but there's like a YouTube video that kind of had samples of each of these tracks. And at one point, uh, it's it's actually like the two protagonists flying through uh, Van Gogh's uh, Starry Starry Night painting. It's like a you know a CG Van Gogh painting in the background, and they're like flying through it or something. Uh, so I guess it's that kind of movie. <laughs> Which, <I'm laughs> that of- genre. Which I don't, I, I don't know what how you'd classify that, but you know that that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, he did another soundtrack a couple of years ago for a movie called Air Doll, which I actually have seen. <laughs> and actually, it's about a uh, it's about a blow up doll that uh, comes to life. Oh, alrighty then. <laughs> sort of like a la pinocchio instead of it being you know a puppet it's a sex toy uh, oh okay i thought it was just a regular blow-up doll then oh no no it yeah no i, I guess i should have specified uh should have you should because you're because because you're so young and innocent austin i i, 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 I sometimes it's true but yeah it, it's actually a pretty good pretty good flick um good direction, interestingly done, but uh, but yeah, so, so Anya world's and Girlfriend also did the soundtrack for that, and it's kind of the same thing, um, actually that soundtrack was very uh, very Jan Pearson-like uh, the guy who did the Amelie soundtrack and a uh, couple others that I can't remember off the top of my head
2: but the it's, you know the soundtrack a, is amazing
1: yeah, mm-hmm. definitely so so it's kind of like, lat, you know uh, area of you know nicely arranged, really pleasant to listen to uh, movie soundtrack. Fair, but that I do enjoy from time to time. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is
0: literally a subject, and I can I can you know make up crap about most things, but this is literally a subject I can say nothing about. <laughs> so I'm going to trust everything you say. Like I literally,
1: I'm out completely out of my depth here. I've no, no idea that's, what's happening. Well, hey, if I had a nickel for every time you went into that kind of area, I'd probably have you'd be a rich man. Well, i would probably have like a quarter, but still. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we haven't done that many episodes. Yeah. <laughs> you'd, have, uh, you'd have 15 nickels. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's uh aside from you know the obvious death grips that's what I've been listening to, and they actually provide a a, a nice contrast.
2: <laughs> I can imagine. I,
1: like for a while, uh, on, on my music player, because I sort of add things as I get them. So the soundtrack came right after, the money store. So I'd go from hacker into like this first really like piano laden strings, uh, you know, swelling type song. It's uh, it's an interesting transition, uh, to say the least.
2: You should mash them up together.
1: I should, yes. You know what I've been doing
0: since I'm bored and uh, unambitious? It's just been making like mashups, just like really dumb mashups. Like like they don't totally have anything to do. It's literally just something fades out into another thing. And um, <laughs> it's like, it's the dumbest stuff. Like I'll do like a Merse bow track into like a Tame Impala track or something. Or like a a, a type thing, I don't know why I do it. It doesn't even sound that good. I'm just bored, but i'm gonna I'll, I'll probably post one of those because yeah no, I,
1: don't, like, I don't know oh share, Cheryl, I
0: dude. It's, it. it's really stupid. I don't know why I do it. I just like the sound of it it's uh it, it's it, it kills time
2: when we get a big enough audience, I really want to do an ep- an episode where it's nothing but Murray bow
0: like as back music, just
2: like yeah, totally
1: okay. for an hour I, and a half. Don't think, okay. that can't, don't think that can't be arranged, because it can. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I do not doubt that mm-hmm. in the slightest.
2: On right. one of uh, Weird Al Yankovic's albums, he had a hidden track that after the last song that was listed played, there was about a half hour of silence. And then the final hidden track was just the loud, loudest distorted guitar of all time. And it was meant to wake up people who fell asleep to the album. And
0: I think that's hilarious. It, no, it, I thought you. I honestly thought you were going to say it was a polka rendition of a bow track. <laughs> it was like, huh? Weird Al must be like really on top of things if he's if he's knows about Bow much more than I anticipated. And I think now I learned, I have to learn how to play the accordion and tuba and other polka things just to see if I can pull that off somehow.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's an idea you can let go.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the internet's a big, that's wide cool. place,
1: but I'm willing yeah. to bet that that hasn't happened yet. No, I me too. Uh, you got it well, that's all the more reasons for you to make it happen. Mm-hmm. This episode is getting weird fast. Alexander, what are you listening
0: to?
2: <laughs> um, I listened just before the podcast. <laughs> I listened to the new spiritualized album, Sweetheart oh. Sweet Light
0: I, I've oh. heard it's like soup's good for like a spiritualized reunion album. Or did they officially break
1: up? Did they break up? I I, 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 I know nothing I, about Spiritualized. Neither do I. I, did, I didn't even know they were considered like a band. I thought it was just kind of one guy's project. But shows how much I know. I'm, but, also, uh, they, I'm also Googling it.
2: <laughs> they never yeah. broke up. At least okay. according to Wikipedia.
1: Did
0: they have like a hiatus?
2: Um, It's not listed in the years active. But they might have. Well, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jason Pierce. He had a medical uh, emergency for the last album, so that might have led them to have a hiatus. But, um, yeah, I I don't quite like it as most of the critics, the new uh, Spiritualized album, but I like it. I, I know, uh, Steve, you listened to it, too, just the other day.
1: Yeah, I listened to it last night. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm curious to hear uh, your impressions of it first, but I can... I can chime in when needed.
2: Um, it's it's definitely the most accessible, spiritualized album that I've heard. I've heard a couple. I've heard... Um, well, everybody's heard Ladies and Gentlemen. And Except
0: that's... for Austin, furthering the massive holes in my musical tapestry. Uh, well,
1: I hadn't heard it until Since... last week. And I okay. listened to it once, and I really don't remember any of it, so I may as well not have.
0: The space was messing with your mind.
1: Yeah.
2: That's another thing. Um, spiritualized are considered space rock, but are they still considered space rock now that their subject matter doesn't involve space whatsoever? This not wait hold on, do
0: they actually sing about space? Is that why they well, called them
1: space rock?
2: The title track, ladies and gentlemen, We Are Floating in Space has that line.
1: Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's like an early space rock bands kinda had the the literally the space thing going on. Yeah. With like um, like, like Hawkwind. Yeah, Hawkwind. I'm down with Hawkwind. Do
0: you know Lemmy? Oh, me from, do you know Lemmy from Motorhead? That was his first band.
2: I did not. I did know
0: that. Yeah, he's uh, uh, well, as everyone knows, professional alcoholic Lemmy, uh, no last name. Uh, uh, well, professional alcoholic slash mole haver Lemmy, uh, was in several actually like really influential bands, and uh, he was in, of course, Motorhead, and he was also in Hawkwind, and he was in another one who uh. Uh, I don't know, but we're actually a fairly big name band. I think it was like, it wasn't like Pink Fairies, but it was something along those lines. I'm going to find out, but continue.
2: Yeah, this album is incredibly, incredibly corny. And coming from a guy who has a high tolerance for that stuff, being a huge fan of twee Pop, this thing is really, really corny.
0: It is. <laughs> Hold on a second. I, I have to interrupt you because uh, I'm reading uh, Ian Frazier, uh, quote, Lemmy, Killmister's uh, Wikipedia page, and I'm just going to read you this um, little description here. Uh, he is best known as a bassist, vocalist, and songwriter, and founding and self-consistent member of the rock band Motorhead, as well as a member of Hawkwind. His personal appearance, including his friendly mutton chops and prominent facial moles, uh, has made him a cult icon. But the thing is, the words friendly mutton chops, which are, by the way, actually on his Wikipedia page, uh, are blue, indicating that they are a link. When I click on the link for friendly mutton chops,
1: it, yeah,
0: friendly takes chops. To, it takes me to the Wikipedia page for facial hair. As if they needed to explain to me what friendly, fe- uh, friendly mutton chops means. Well,
2: what what makes mutton chops friendly? And what makes I, I don't know.
0: I, d- I don't know. I thought that link was going to explain it to me, but it didn't.
1: Oh my god. No, friendly mutton chops to. are just kind of, you, know, <laughs> you friendly know, chops. Like the, the muttony the better.
2: I would say Baths, the More electronic muttony. producer, has friendly mutton chops.
1: Oh, that guy's got some
0: friendly ass chops. Oh lordy. Yeah, I could just nestle up those thing in those things and just take a nap. Good lord. Um, <laughs> does anybody watch Community? Uh, Starburns I would posit has uh, some some friendly mutton chops, and uh, there's got to be some other chopped individuals have uh, in 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 popular music at least. Uh, a right? Oh yeah, yeah, Daedalus. How did I not remember that?
2: Uh, and Squarepusher too, I think. It seems like electronic artists like the mutton
0: chops i don't know i've always seen square pusher wearing some sort of headgear uh but i haven't really seen a lot of square pusher uh live footage uh but yeah i i think electronic music mutton oh shops that's a...
1: that's right yeah friendly mutton chops means they like meet in the middle and a mustache so that it's like all connected and that they're friendly because they're because they're touching
2: oh i never knew that
1: yeah so those are those are friendly chops wait hold on this is an actual thing yeah uh, 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 Yeah, go go google it you can you now there are a couple of examples there huh that yeah it's, it's mutton shops grown out um and then they the mustache kind of connects them right okay
2: um so, so, so,
1: so it's basically like a beard but sands the the chin part
2: hmm so you have to have a mustache, then, if you want to have friendly mutton chops.
1: Oh, right. Because otherwise they're not friendly, they're like on bad terms, they don't want yeah, to associate with each other. <laughs> they have antisocial mutton chops. <laughs> right. Lon- lonely chops. They're lonely yeah, chops. Yeah, they're lonely chops. Um,
0: I think we should talk about facial hair because I think this is just uh, an, an, an infinitely deep well to be explored. Steve, okay. I know you are a proud, uh, proud proprietor of a very fine beard, if I do say so myself.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have to admit I I enjoy um I enjoy facial hair. Uh I, I enjoy experimenting with different styles. Uh and yeah, I mean I, I think it started in uh in high school when I when I grew out my sideburns, you know, and I had a fairly nice set of fairly nice set of button shops going. Um and I think I did uh I did a soul patch for a while. Um I did the goatee for a fair bit. I'm obviously rocking the uh, the full beard now,
3: mm-hmm.
1: which I'm pretty okay with. Uh, I think I'll keep this for a bit longer. I'm not in any hurry to change. Um, but o- over the winter, I actually grew it out. I didn't I didn't shave it at all, so I let it grow to a really obnoxious length. And I probably won't be doing that again anytime soon, but it, it was fine while it lasted.
2: Do you think uh, that you, your mic right. would pick it up if you were to rub your uh, <laughs> rub your mic with your beard?
1: Um, potentially. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, but. Oh. <laughs> Probably get well, a static chops. It, it's chop. just not like. You know.
0: Um, okay, so, uh, that was weird. Anyway, um, Here's <laughs> here's here's my deal with mutton chops. I have a, um, a, like, a fairly large, uh, White guy afro, and if, if if I know it'll surprise everybody, but yes, I'm a white person. Sorry to disappoint. Um, uh, and and, uh, it's sort of, uh, it's while, and it's sort of it's all encompassing after a while, and it sort of like uh, hangs there until I cut it off. But when I cut it off, um, it turns out I have these massive sideburns, and I, I like I don't know what to do with them. I usually cut them, but I think I'm thinking of just sort of like you know, uh, either wearing them or harvesting them for something, and uh, harvesting. Yeah, yeah, like you do with um, uh, with with sideburns, and uh, I don't know. I think that because I'm I'm waiting on the the facial hair thing until I can just go full Manson, and uh, I think uh, I'd like to tide me over. I think uh, mutton chops would be a, a suitable alternative.
1: No, they're def- they're definitely a good um, kind of like a good uh, training wheels quote unquote, for for, for a full beard. Right. Because you because you usually can grow those out. Um, much sooner than you can actually uh, do a full beard, like so. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't have done this what I have right now in high school, but uh, but the uh, the sideburns, the mutton chops, those are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, I was actually um, <coughs> I was
0: I was talking about someone with this the other day, and he's a man who uh, experiments fairly frequently with new facial hair, which is something I uh I enjoy because I was such a fan of the Willy Willies as a child, you know, those little magnetic uh oh, yes. metal shaving things. Oh, those yes. are my those are my jam as a kid. And um I love just uh facial hair design and upkeep and just just the over psychology of it. The thing is he had um uh uh the the Frank Zappa like the mustache with the little imper- imperial thing. I guess okay, that's what you call nice. it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but then one day, uh, I I saw I shaved it off, and I was like, hey, well, you you Zappa, it, has gone. he's saying uh, the the mustache does not command the respect that it once did in you know previous centuries. Like 1812, like you had a mustache, you were nothing if not you know man about town. You were.
1: Yeah, you had you know, to have a mustache. But... Yeah, it
0: was it was the thing. But now the mustache is solely like a hipster goof thing. It's like, oh, look at me, yeah. I'm. I've got a funny mustache, I'm in Husker Du, blah, 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 PBR, colored sunglasses, flannel. And um, I, I think he understood Stop that.
1: Stop describing me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Right, and um, you're not in Husker Du. Uh, well, no, I do have a pink <laughs> pair of sunglasses, though,
0: and they're awesome. Uh, uh, the the stunners, I believe they're called. Uh, I, I have no problem with them, except they have been much like the mustache, adopted for solely um, uh, for the sole purpose purpose of just hipstering around, just hip hipstering about town. And I think that um, they're they're a very striking image. Like they they go well with things because you know they're sort of minimal yet colorful, and I like that. But uh, I think that they we need to reclaim them, exactly like we we need to reclaim the mustache. We 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 the people of if your podcast opinion is wrong. Just need to take the mustache back, and I think we need to restore it to its former glory of, you know, the the man's facial hair, like uh, the the you know the <coughs> the beard, like the 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 Jesus beard. It's the it's the facial hair of you know uh, of pot smokers and uh, of uh, of cavemen, and I don't think that it commands the respect that the mustache once did, and I think we need to. Take take back the mustache, and I think we need to uh, reinstate the political power that the uh, the mustache once had. Who's with me?
1: Uh, I get, I Honestly, I don't like how my mustache looks at all. Like when it's just by itself, uh, mm-hmm. it's not a very good mustache. So I I can't do that. But um, you know, definitely power to uh, to reclaiming it or uh, or for mankind. That is that is certainly a noble cause. Uh, the thing is, though, uh,
0: so, the the, the the mustache, like I said, is the facial hair of the past, and uh, the only people now sporting a mustache in a sincere sense are old people, like, you know, the the, the 55 plus, the, the baby boomers, who had a mustache in their youth and still think, you know, it's an appropriate facial hair for uh, day-to-day business, which it's as of yet, not. Uh, and I think that we need to get rid of these old people with mustaches first to, you know, reinstate the seriousness that the mustache could have with the younger generation. And uh I think that uh the young people need to uh, it's all this it's like it's the who's cardoo thing. It's the twilly, you know, the 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 like the nineteen uh nineteen hundreds, you know, tying the woman up to the train tracks, twisty mustache, uh that uh, it's making a mockery of the mustache as a as an art and a science. I think the the Ron Swanson is the mustache currently that I think is the solid base level mustache for all people wishing wishing to, to use the mustaches as, as facial hair. I think.
1: You know what I think the part of the
0: problem is is that uh, the uh, fact that I'm the fact that I'm ranting about mustaches for for oh, ten no, minutes no, at a time. That,
1: that's part of the solution. Okay. Um, no, r- rather, I think what part of the problem is is that uh, in order for a mustache to to look good, it needs an appropriate uh, dress code which existed kind of kind of back in the 1900s when you know, every everyone not, early 191800s mm-hmm. um but not not so much today uh, we we dress slightly different and i think uh putting mustaches into uh what was previously unheard of territory uh could per, could perhaps have been part of what you know harmed the the mustaches, uh, legacy, uh, for a bit. I mean, um, I look at the porn industry.
0: (laughs) Yes. Look at it.
1: Yes. But no, I mean, that's a term, you know, porn star mustache. That's kind of, uh, that's entered the vernacular and that's kind of what, you know, one of the things people think about immediately and not so much the, uh, the, the classiness, if if you will, of the yeah. of the nineteenth century.
0: I think um, uh, an important accessory to the nineteenth century mustache is the one piece striped bathing suit. Do any of you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And maybe like lifting some weights, like some dumbbells, while doing it. I. I that, all, right. all right. Look. All right, enough with your, your your you know your your goofy like pirates, and then you're like you know like you know how pirates was the the, the sort of the cool nerd thing for a while. I think the 1912 strongman that should be the new pirates.
1: Uh, no, you doubt me? Well, I don't think I anything think that, should be. As soon as you turn something into the new pirates, that you know makes it the old pirates, and that you know, I I, I, don't, I don't think we should uh, devote energy to reappropriating these things. You think it has, um, it has to be that, natural? Cause it, cause, yeah because because that just ends up being self-defeating mm-hmm. I feel and it kind of defeats the the purpose of it
0: um <laughs> uh, I all right so you're thinking of like a like a natural sort of Darwinian like speciation type thing like uh like natural selection of mutras, uh, the mustache coming back into the the the
1: popular culture I like that I'm, idea. I'm saying think I'm saying uh just uh as with many things fashion is cyclical and uh th- things will things end up coming around uh, eventually and secretly i'm just hoping a victorian dress comes back in style and then oh god look, me too and then every, and then everyone will look good in mustaches again and that will solve the problem
0: like right now right now in april uh 18th of 2012 i have a closet full of just victorian garbage but maybe you know April eighteenth, yes. two thousand thirteen. I might be just you know just the coolest dude about town. I think there's no way to tell now, but I think that uh, that Victorianism is it's coming back.
2: It's mm-hmm, garbage yeah. today. It's. I've got I've got just uh tomorrow.
0: Oh snap! Ooh. We have a motto. Yeah, <laughs> the garbage of today is the garbage of tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'm also I'm gonna start using the word garbage as clothes. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the to the Salvation Army and pick me up some sweet garbage. How has nobody done that before? You're a genius.
1: Yeah, sir. This is what I'm talking about. You know, nice organic. You know, things will things will work themselves out. Okay. Okay. Like, cause I, I okay. Moving on from the mustache, I love
0: the idea of Victorianism coming back, because in addition to. uh <coughs> garbage i also have uh, a dirigible parked out in my backyard and it's just taking up space now
2: and i think that
0: Mm -hmm. right um and it's it's a full it's a full size dirigible like um, you're not kidding no no i have i have a a a full 400 foot dirigible in my backyard it's true and uh, um it's uh I mean like you know it's foldable to a point but you know it's still it's still going to take up a lot of room they're not exactly self collapsing and i think um that dirigible flight it's been i mean what like uh dirigible flight uh, the hindenburg you know we're all going to die oh the humanity whatever but i think it's like the mustache the 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 new like the current reputation of the dirigible as mass transportation has been, you know, slandered and uh, 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 maligned by people who just give it a bad name. It's like, you know, like, oh, you know, Hitler, now it's not cool to be a dictator or anything. I think it needs to be, we need to, we need to take back uh, dirigibles as well as mustaches.
1: No, definitely. And I mean, well, I think that can happen. I mean, uh, look at the green movement. I mean, what's more green? A, uh, a, a you know, a air a, a, an airplane that, you know, sucks up all these... Uh, fuels spits them out into the into the atmosphere for us all to ble- breathe mm-hmm. or you know a, a dirigible which you know just just fill it up with hydrogen or preferably helium and mm-hmm. you know we're good to go right just pick the least explodey kind
0: um yeah, should, yeah. that that should be uh that should be our motto for like against the competing brand of dirigibles pick the least explodey kind <laughs> yeah <laughs> Why dirigibles <laughs> the only trusted name in dirigible flight. Um yeah.
1: oh, I think that's that
0: it nice had an opportunity to like I mean that must have sold some merchandise, right? I wasn't around at the time, but like when the when the uh the steampunk final fantasy came out like it was popular, was it not? I mean it had to be. It was a great game. And I think that they could have, you know, you know, you know, shilled out for the TV commercials enough to bring uh at least steampunk if not, you know, Victorian stuff like that into the uh, uh... into the public eye and the eye of the children in particular and uh, I think they missed that opportunity that was a grand opportunity to bring uh... dirigible travel into uh, the, the common culture which was you
1: know missed out on
2: mm-hmm. isn't there yeah, some I... final fantasy where uh, you use a dirigible in the open world to travel
1: well pretty yeah. much every final fantasy has its uh... They don't call it a, uh originally called an airship, but
2: it, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much
1: the same thing. You know, it's a big, big.
2: Hello. Hello. I can't hear Steve.
0: Oh, me neither. He's probably saying something awesome.
2: Steve. I we need you, Steve. Steve. Ah, uh, he's off. Okay.
3: Alright. Oh, no.
0: Hello? Hello? Hello.
3: Hello. Okay.
0: okay. We're back. Okay. Don't
1: know you what just... happened there.
0: <laughs> Let's make this smooth. You were talking about the airship in um, Final Fantasy VI, I believe it was.
1: Right. Well, I was just saying, like pretty much every Final Fantasy, uh, your final mode of transportation ends up being an airship, which it is, for all intents and purposes, just a, uh, <laughs> a souped-up dirigible. Uh, so yeah, I mean uh, that that is definitely uh, there um, as as something for reference. Uh, I mean, you, Austin, you were going back to the uh, to the steampunk thing, which uh, yeah, definitely has its definitely has its ties to uh, Victorianism, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, um, but I, I'd, I'd much rather uh, s- uh, see a revival of the uh, more um, traditional kind of Victorianism. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of, I, I do enjoy some steampunk, but I think a lot of it uh, starts to become absurd uh, to the point of not being the good kind of absurd <laughs> yeah, I think steampunk is cool as a
0: design style, but I think steampunks themselves are scum.
1: Yeah, that that's that was actually a much more eloquent way of putting what I was what I was trying to do. Yeah, pretty much. Much more offensive, but uh, yeah. no, that but but much more uh, true. So yeah, if we if we could you know just take the style and uh, get rid of the people, it'd be it'd be great. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: Uh, I, th- I I guess um, uh, um, you're probably more well versed in this is uh, in me, you know, with your uh big liberal college brain and everything. But um, uh, is Victorianism? I mean, is steampunk just like an overblown Victorianism? Uh, uh, does it have like Victorianism have its ties with like steam energy and um like gears and stuff like that?
1: Well, that's. Part of the origin, I mean, uh, that was, uh, you know, the early industrial age Age was the age of steam. I mean, mm. that's that's how they powered their trains. That's how they powered their boats, um, powered their factories and so on. You know, it's, that's just uh, the mode of, uh, of, of industry and of science that they had uh, access to at, at the time. And, you know, steampunk's, uh, the way I've seen it is just kind of, uh, you know, well, what if we continued along that path instead of uh, going towards the sources of energy that we, you know, ended up going towards? You know, it's like more so, uh, you know, oil and uh, coal and uh, electricity and and stuff. You know, stuff that they still had uh, in the Victorian age, but, you know, we kind of went about our own way with it. And steampunk's kind of, well, what if we went about this other way and just added uh, a lot of gears on everything. Mm
0: -hmm. That, uh, the, 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 the central thesis, thesis, the central thesis, I think of steampunk is that there are never enough gears on whatever you happen to be building.
1: Yeah. It's like, if you think there are (laughs) enough gears, uh, there aren't. You're wrong. Um, uh,
0: did you know, I, I, (laughs) as a, as a sad, bored child in middle school, I did a lot of reading about, uh, Various, like, uh, 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 like, visual styles. And it, it like, um, uh, it came out of a, you know, uh, like a, you know, sort of respect and, uh, I guess sort of enjoyment of steampunk style. But there's other things, too. There's, like, um, uh, Ray gun Gothic. And, uh, it, it's, it comes out of, like, sort of Art Deco stuff, which I'm a huge Art Deco okay. fan. Uh mm-hmm which is not something you hear most uh people say i'm a huge art deco fan but uh, there's also something called googie uh, i believe it's pronounced which is like um like the space needle space needle's googie and the uh the welcome to las vegas sign uh the sign that's that's googie as well and then streamline modern which is also sort of like a a very like sort of curved edged sort of uh uh like cousin of art deco and uh, i don't know i was just very interested in these things I think uh, in a lot of cases there are cultures around them, and a lot of them I think probably have their own fantastic facial hair, and I think these uh, cultures they, they need to be brought to the mainstream more because steampunk uh, it hogs all the attention in terms of design style as hobby I guess and like uh, you know like nineteen thirty one Manhattan I mean, what's better than that what's better than like Art Deco you know going to see the the picture shows the marquees. The Chrysler Building and all that—that—that that, that, to me, that's just tops. Like anywhere you could imagine, like um uh uh, like early Batman hanging around. I think that's that's kind of where I want to live.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like the Surrealist movement had some good mustaches. Uh, I, I uh, mean, I'm just going off as Salvador Dali, but Salvador Dali. That, yeah. That's but 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 I would think uh, some of the other guys there were probably rocking some uh. Some good stuff in the yeah. facial area. I don't did did like did Man Ray have
0: a mustache? He must have. I don't know. Oh, I'm looking at, actually. Sorry. actually at a picture of him right now. He doesn't appear to have a must, uh, mustache, but he has uh, crazy eyes, and he's actually standing with mm-hmm. Salvador Dali. Who the, that's just that's just a wisp of a mustache. That's like um uh like a uh, like a it's like the hair of a bald man who knows like if he washes his hair too hard, it's gonna come off. That's what his mustache is yeah,
1: like. Yeah, but, but, it, but it's not in the girth of the mustache; it's how you wear it, you know? Right. And, and Dolly Dolly knew how to carry his mustache.
0: Right. Um. How do you feel about Walt Disney's mustache?
1: Walt Disney, uh, I, I gotta,
0: it's... I gotta remind myself what that looks like. Just in a I th- minute. I think it's a very similar, um, sort of wispy mustache. Oh, uh, no, it's that thing where it's like all the hairs are horizontal. And uh, it's also was yeah. wispy, but like it seems like uh, like too little butter, butter that's spread on too much toast. I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's yeah. a good metaphor for it. Yeah. Oh, that's gross.
1: That's that's. Yeah, see, 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 that's uh, kind of what mine would look like if I wore it by itself. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it, mine is not that good a mustache. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not not a fan. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, I think you know, you know why. Um. Uh, Walt Disney was so anti-Semitic, it's because he he, he was just co- completely under the impression that the Jews took his mustache and I think he was resentful of that for the rest of his life and that's why you know all the anti-Semitism and racism.
1: Right, I, I think that I, I think you can link anti-Semitism to bad mustaches actually, I mean look at Hitler.
0: I know! Alright, uh, we have to, was, was Salvador Dali he he must have hated some race, right? I'm googling um, Salvador Dali anti-Semite right now. Um. Which I don't think has ever happened. Well,
1: honestly, if you were, honestly, if you lived in the, uh, in the first, like, half of the, uh, 20th century, the odds were against you for, you know, not being an anti-Semite. That's, that's true.
0: That's Uh, true. Non-anti-Semitism has just recently become norm, I think. Uh, wow, there's actually discussion about this. There's a webpage I'm looking at right now called um, Love You Internet, Dolly and the Jews. Um, and apparently he was uh, the opposite of an anti Semite. Um, oh, he, the headline is. He's pro Semite. Did, did the surrealist painter uh, Ali, uh, Aliyah or Aliyah show series Show Love for Israel? And I guess he was, um, huh. Yeah, I guess he was pro-Israel based on this article and these paintings. Oh, so, oh well, well, good for him. He was uh, look, see, against the against the tide of the day. I was against Dolly. You know, I've I've turned a complete one eighty on Dolly. Yes. He is bringing the mustache. Uh, like back in the day when the the, the thin mustache was you know the business of uh, dictators, anti-Semites. I think that he was giving a good name to the. Uh, to the mustache as, uh, as, a, as an art and a science, and I think that we need more people to take Dolly's initiative in these troubled times, mustache-wise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, all right. You have one choice for the best mustache of all time. Who does it go to?
1: Uh, Burke Reynolds.
0: Oh, I. I – here's the thing. I think Burt Reynolds is – what? yeah? You, you, are you surprised that I have a bit about Burt Reynolds' mustache? All right. Oh, I, no. Please. OK. Here's the thing. I think Burt Reynolds is notable for his mustache, although I think his mustache is not entirely notable. I think uh, the mustache in this case made the man, but the man did not, in fact, make the mustache.
1: No, I'd I, agree. i, I... Honestly, I just said that because that was one of the first things that came to mind. Well, No, that's, one of that's the first. understand. One of the first phrases that comes to mind when I hear mustache is Burt Reynolds' mustache. Mm. You know, that, that, that's just how it happens. So, right. But no, uh, I'm trying to seriously consider this.
2: Uh, I'm going to go with Genghis Khan. Uh, a, Do we actually s-
1: know what his mustache looked like, though? It was a Fu, Fu Manchu. Man at the time, yeah. For some portraiture, mhm, some sculpture,
0: right anyway, uh Bert Reynolds, I think he has um the i i think he him he's a very recognizable man for his mustache, but I think he personally has one of the most just milk toast mustaches possible it's the brown rectangle, and I think that's all it is it, you know it tape it's a, it's a trapezoid it's just a brown solid trapezoid on his face, and I think that there's a lot more to be done with that um Wow, I'm looking at Genghis Khan here, though, and he is just rocking it. He's is he's, go- he's on fire with this stuff. And all right, here's the thing: uh, you're a you're a you're a man of um uh, uh of Asian descent, are you not, uh, Alexander?
2: Yes, that is true. All
0: right, how do you how do your people get the freelance minus <laughs> two thing? Like how do, how do you get it to to go down so perfectly? Like,
2: I I've I've never attempted it. I'm gonna assume that because we're good at uh math. It requires a lot of engineering.
0: <laughs> I see, I see. Um uh something with yep. quartz, maybe. But uh, yeah. I'm looking at, I'm looking at the cover of uh Sid Meier's Civilization Four here and uh it looks like it looks to be to be the Warlords uh expansion pack. And like the mustache is literally separating from the face. And I don't know if that's because of the way they're shaving it, like they grow it real long and then just like I don't know, like uh gel it down or something to where it, it, it becomes just like another head of hair, or it's actually physically detaching from their I I don't know the mechanic of the mechanics of it just astound me, and um, I think that uh, I don't like yes you're good at math and everything and yes you know your culture is industrious and you know your people are you're nice and kind but I think that your mustaches are your greatest uh, your greatest gift to humanity in general. Do do you think that there's any truth to that?
2: I'd say it's in the top five uh, contributions to the Western civilization. Yeah.
0: Right, right. Because, I mean, like, your technology, you're, you're Japanese, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, that's right. Okay.
2: Um, and, like, you
0: you know, you're, you're technologically, your culture is, uh, you, you know, industrious and, you know, groundbreaking and, you know, uh, so many amazing, you know, useful things for humanity are coming out of Japan. But your mustaches, uh, the Japanese mustache, I think, or and particularly the uh, Asian mustache is just fantastic. Just Infinite props for that. There's no coming back from this. No, no there's not.
3: Ah.
0: Uh. Anyway, we, let's backtrack. we were talking about mustaches. we were talking about Victorianism. Um, we were talking about uh huh. I uh, how how did we get here?
2: let uh, Lemmy? It was Lemmy. Lemmy, Lemmy, that was it. That oh, was The right.
0: friendly chops. The friendly chops. I was just about to yep. check with my um. Uh, my secretary she's been she's been keeping notes on this um but uh thank you for reminding me anyway uh what in the actual hell we were talking about space rock that's what that's what it was yeah, and we we're, were talking about Hawkwind. We and then we're we're talking talking about spiritualized about- actually right. yeah um <laughs> did we ever actually talk about spiritualized we uh, uh, oh, yeah we did i think we did Not much uh,
1: yeah a bad well guy. i
2: said it was corny and then that's where we went on a little diatribe
1: Right, he said it was corny, and then, uh, Austin, you started uh, laughing, and then, and then you know, all hell broke loose. Uh, for those of you just joining us, that's uh, the past <laughs> half hour or so, pretty much. Uh,
0: hey, guys, we've been doing about 45 minutes on mustaches, so I think we should win, like, all the podcast awards, right? Like, all the podcast awards? I think so.
1: Yes, all, all of them. So, uh, anyway... Yeah, spiritualized, uh, I I actually yeah, really found it uh, quite cheesy as well. Uh, not necessarily in a bad way. Yeah. Um, but that was definitely my gut reaction uh, when I finished hearing it. And I think I posted so in the forum, I was like, this is really cheesy. And it's also really, really blatantly mining uh, classic rock. Like to the to the yeah, point always- where uh at certain points in some songs i i could hear you know in my head this song that you know spiritualized was you know referring back to uh things like that, which again but is not necessarily a bad thing i mean that was uh it's analogous to uh justice's album last year audio video disco did kind of the same thing but with you know Prague rock um And I was perfectly fine with that because uh, they did really, I think, interesting things with the sound. And uh, it was a really fun album. Uh, But yeah, it's spiritualized. Uh, I did like it. I'm definitely not in love with it, as many of the people on the forum uh, seem to be. But it's not a bad album. Kyle yeah, just and, went nuts for it. Like he he That uh,
2: really did. took me by surprise.
0: I know. I was like, he's not gonna like this spiritualized album. There was like, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that, it's not that, that was kind of what got me beautiful.
1: to finally be like, oh, I guess I have to hear this. Hmm.
0: Yeah, um, all right. One thing though. <laughs> I haven't listened to the album, but it's not gonna really stop me about complaining about it. Um uh the album art, I think. <sighs> Boards of okay. Canada could Boards of Canada could have pulled that off. And um I think that it looks like it was designed in MS Paint. Like it's it's not a well designed uh album, but I no, think that it really that looks
1: like it belongs to some sort of uh minimal.
0: It looks like it should be on techno, the Swan station
1: uh you know kind of album. It def- it definitely doesn't sound like it should be on a uh, bombastic classic rock influenced uh Hour long, what call it? Yeah, uh, definitely a disconnect there. I, Although I if the album had actually been named "Huh," I I would be more okay with it.
0: Right. The thing is though, I think um uh it's it's not that I don't think uh well I don't I don't know if it fits the music or not because I haven't listened to it um still no, not stop me from judging it by the way it but does... I think I think um uh the concept like that sort of visual aesthetic. Uh, like the like the sort of Swan Station uh, early '70s late '60s type thing, I think if like I love it, and I think Boards of Canada does the similar thing. Um, like I, I don't know if you've like seen that Boards of Canada T-shirt design, but um, uh, I think it, it, that they pull it off well. And I think even Ladies and Gentlemen We're Floating in Space pull it off well because That's I love a beautiful that. Beautiful album. Like yeah, that. I know I love that, and I think um, they just went about it the wrong way. I think put a little like more graphic design work into it. And um, I think it it could have been something that could have been pretty awesome, but instead it wasn't.
1: Yeah, but you see, man, the, the octagon, it's green, so that's like an inversion of the stop sign. And and even more so, it's not filled in green, the outline is green, whereas in the stop sign, the outline is white and the inside is red. So uh-huh. it's kind of like, like, you know, it's flipping things on their head, and instead right. of saying stop, it says ha. Huh. So. Yeah,
2: interesting thing. Um, he said he was paying homage to the White Album with the art.
1: No moron, it's got
0: colors. I'm gonna it. call. I'm you got gonna gonna
2: that wrong. on that. Uh huh. According to his Pitchfork interview, that's what he's paying homage to.
0: That's the most pretentious sentence I've ever heard. What's that guy's mustache look like? It must be horrible.
2: <laughs> I don't think he has one.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that, that figures.
0: Works. Yeah.
1: Yeah. If he's if, if you're trying if he was trying to call back to the White Album, he kind of. Gotta mess that up a little bit with the whole uh, the whole green and the blue,
0: yeah, uh, on, the, on the cover and, here. In the words, it's like I'm gonna pay homage to the white album with this. Oh damn it! I forgot I put words on it.
1: <laughs> oh damn! I forgot I put colors on it. Yeah. Oh, there's a picture on this. I put a picture on it. I threw this up big time. Uh, uh it's a bucket
2: print. <laughs> I wonder what the back of the album looks like. What if it's like this crazy intricate rainbow?
0: Hmm. Or what if you got it right on the second try and it's actually white?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, I think I'll probably get... I haven't listened to a new album in Jesus Christ
2: Wait, a month. I could talk about one more album.
0: Go go ahead, please do.
2: Um, New Jack White. Has anybody listened to it?
0: No, I
1: don't want to. I am I'm, I'm, I'm the,
2: uh, Yeah, I'm not the hugest
1: White Stripes fan. I'm not the hugest Jack White fan. I mean, I'll probably listen to it at some point, but it's not a priority of mine.
2: Are you a but White I Stripes... Would... Oh, sorry. Oh, Are you a oh, White Stripes please.
1: man? Awesome. I
0: like... Uh, uh, here's the thing. I like the White Stripes a lot. I think they're a great band. I think Jack White is sort of a D, though. Like, you, those interviews, yeah. like, immediately after, he's like, White Stripes it was just Meg playing my songs. I told her what to do. I'm awesome. I write songs, and they're good. And uh, I think... Uh, Uh, that I don't like that. And I think that um, I uh, I, solo albums so immediately after this just reek of like, hey, I'm important. People are going to listen to this album. And this is exactly the sort of album, and I was proved correct in this assumption, that Rolling Stone, which I contend is probably the worst magazine about music, uh, is just gonna jump all over and just be like, "Oh, it's
2: yes, it's it's yeah. a, a white Game album." Bob Dylan's uh, Christmas album, five stars. That's it. So.
0: That's a. Mm, it's just like it's like, yeah. hey, hey, old people, you remember these from when you're that the time when your life wasn't horrible? Remember this music? Look, we're gonna say, <laughs> oh, remember, oh, remember the great times? It was great. Like, oh, Eric Clapton's new album. Eric uh, Eric Clapton's album from from uh from uh from, uh, from two thousand seven. Oh, it's so great. He's doing so many groundbreaking things. Oh, guess what? This new U two album—it's—it's it's literally five stars. It's the best thing since Octung Baby. It's—I uh, mm, uh, mm, no, I hate it. I have a script, script, script to it, and it just makes me angry to the point where. Why do you the support thing. them? I don't. I. It was a gift, and I um, <laughs> uh, I. Anyway, here's the thing. Uh, they managed to pander to literally everyone. Like it's like they, it's like hey young kids we have you know the the cast of the voice on there and they they treat the voice like uh, uh like it's a legitimate thing to be written about and then it's like hey like old people baby boomers we're pandering to you with this great Bob Dylan Christmas album review and the thing is David David Frick who is their head writer I believe for music reviews he he's a great dude like he wrote some great stuff he was in a documentary about John Zorn and Naked City like the guy knows his stuff and yet he's writing these reviews about you know the the new five star U two album or, or I this can't be the man's actual thoughts and feelings or else he should really just go just off himself right now
1: maybe he just really likes U Ugh
2: <laughs> oh, I I haven't liked anything post octung baby
0: I haven't liked anything pre or post octung baby I don't care for them <laughs> there are better post punk bands out there just go find them. Um. Anyway, what in the yeah, article? I've never really yeah,
2: and for you two. Jack White's solo is not that great in my opinion.
1: It's uh, very,
2: well, very forgettable. Well,
1: that's that's, that's pretty either. much what I was expecting. Um, I mean, I'll I'll check it out for myself, but I'm not I'm not expecting anything. Mm.
2: And I love those three white stripes records so much, but and I wanted to I like it, them in. I,
1: I like them a lot in high school, but I haven't really uh, revisited them or felt like it since. It was just kind of a thing. Well, I did see the uh, Rockin' Tours live. They were pretty alright. Well, that was a couple years ago. Uh,
0: I, I, here's the thing. I, I only, I have this memory, and uh, I never really liked the Rack and Tours. But it was about 3 a.m. and I was staying over at my friend's house, and I was watching VH1, and the, the, um, uh, the first time that uh, I think, uh, or at least the first day that the single for Steady As She Goes was released, I saw the mm-hmm. music video at like 3am, I was like, hey, that's a really good song I'm going to find that out, and the next day it was like all over iTunes, and I was like, wow, this got big quickly, it was just an exciting thing and uh, I always dug that song and I
1: I, I think I listened to a Tours album, I enjoyed it Yeah, their first album was it was, it was good, and uh, yeah, I saw them live uh, about the time it was released and they went on a good show uh but yeah, it again. It's nothing I really listened to or felt compelled to listen to all that much, you know, outside of the concert
2: setting. Uh,
1: it, it was it was fun while it happened. Yeah. 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 The
2: thing is, I, I'm pretty sure Josh is going to write a positive review.
1: Oh, you? T- <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Which is fine. So, Which is fine. I'm not.
2: Yeah, it's I'm not dragging on you, Josh. It's okay. Love
1: you, Josh. Mwah. Um. Yeah, fuck Jack White. Like, God <laughs> uh, however much I dislike it, I can't possibly dislike it more than that chromatics album. Which is more I think
2: great reviews.
1: Wait, is this the
0: this is the thing that they've been playing on the XMU station on Sirius XM. And uh it it sounds like every other synthy Indie pop band, if I'm not mistaken. It does. Is this the one, yeah, is this the God, one I'm thinking it. of? It's yeah, just like, that's like the one. All their lyrics are just like, yeah, they just
1: all sound so like, all right, so what's the best way? It's so dull. It's so middle of the road, pandering. You know, this is what, you know, this is what everyone's eating up right now because it's full of that 80s, you know, nostalgia, but it doesn't do anything new with the sound. It just actually dumbs it down even further, does nothing interesting with it. Boring song structures, uh, laconic vocals in a bad way. And more so, it it you know doesn't just do that, but it does it over the stretch of ninety minutes over a double album that does in no way justify its runtime. Oh. And oh, it's it just so perfectly encompasses everything I hate about modern synth pop that that just fuck that album. Right. <laughs> and
2: I was gonna check it out too because uh, Johnny Jewel, who is the leader of Chromatics, he has a side project called That's Glass Candy. No. He and really those has songs the songs were amazing.
0: He really has the balls to name himself Johnny Jewel. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, I I, I I'm, I'm not even sure about Johnny Jewel. I I I I I listened to that one track. You I think you tweeted it to me. Yeah. I wasn't all that impressed. To to, to be honest, I, I liked that's, it. But that's fine. It's fine that you like it. And it, it wasn't as offensive as uh, Kill for Love was to me, but yeah. That album,
2: yeah, we're definitely doing the uh, worst albums of 2012 by the end. I, I believe
0: oh. we were gonna call it the uh, these guitars sound too many heavy psych
1: awards.
2: That's that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're getting three Green Day albums, or no, two Green Day albums.
1: I, I thought it was uh, two, and then we're getting three guided by voices.
0: We're getting three GD guided by voices albums. Do you realize how angry that makes me? It makes and
2: you're a huge. Curious. Guided by Voices fan. Too. I'm
0: I'm literally wearing a Guided by Voices T-shirt as we speak, and I'm sorry, I, dude. I'm I don't know. Sorry. If you, I don't know if you saw my Facebook rant when I started. Uh, I listened to Let's Go Eat the Factory, but I I, I remember that. I yeah. it 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 might it I may as well have just have just like uh, purged myself of all uh, food in my stomach on video, and it would have amounted to the same thing. Uh, it was the most. Just psych- psychically offensive thing I've ever listened to. Because it was like, it's like, oh, no. it's like your parents telling you that you hate them. I mean, th- that they hate you. It's like, it's, um, it's like, hey, remember all these albums that you know and love? Remember your favorite uh album of all time? Uh, one, Well, at least one of your favorite albums of all time. Guess what? You're adopted. And <laughs> it's just...
2: V Thousand told you you were adopted?
1: yeah that's rough man uh
2: yeah and uh, uh owen pallet is contributing to the lincoln park record too which is <laughs> interesting that's right you promised hey, or... yeah
1: yeah I, I promise hey i'll i'll, I'll listen to it uh, <laughs> I, i've i've listened to everything else owen pallet has contributed to pretty Thanks. much so i will i will keep my word
0: Um, okay, uh, I, I actually regret everything I just said, because um I know you love Owen Palette more than Air, and I appreciate that, and I think that making a bad album is less offensive somehow than doing an album with Linkin Park, and it, it was even, it was a, I'm gonna tell you a thing about Let's Go Eat the Factory, there were literally two good songs out of 30, out of 30, right? right. there were two good songs, and one of them wasn't that good, and I, <laughs> and I, I i can appreciate that uh uh th- how much that must have just pained you just philosophically why is he why is he doing that
1: why well i don't fucking know i mean i what i'm what i imagine and what I imagine it to be is just pretty much money uh and he's just gonna put that towards uh the upcoming record uh which he which he has said uh i think there's like an e p or something due this year. And a full Heartland follow up due uh, in 2013, which who knows if that's going to pan out because he originally said Heartland was going to come out in like 2008 or something. But anyway, uh, so I I imagine a lot of it is money, um, and and part of it might also be like he just doesn't give a fuck, which <laughs> which which I, which I could which I I can get down with that as well. Mm. But I, I'm I'm curious to hear you know. I'm not, I'm not going to make any judgments until I hear what the song sounds like, because who knows? It might it might just be the string arrangement that saves Linkin Park, if if such a thing is possible. So yeah, this, I'm, this I'm, is going to do it. I'm keep it. keeping an open mind. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, quick, quick, silent. we're bringing Josh in right now because he has you know 20 minutes just to chill before the Canucks game.
2: Okay. Oh, cool. Hello. Oh. I'm going to ask him about the Jack Light album.
1: Does he love it or something?
2: I'm pretty sure he does. We're gonna, gonna get into
1: it. I'm gonna say I said nothing bad about Jack White, Josh. <laughs> hey, handsome. Uh, hello. Hey, I didn't say anything bad about Jack White. We okay? totally so weren't talking so about whatever, much, oh, whatever, Jack whatever you White hear. I said nothing, oh, you nothing bad about, about the we were,
0: we were actually talking about how much we loved the uh, the Last Guided by Voices albums. I think it was oh. just uh, it was just like they're just musical triumphs, you know they really sure, just like yeah. display the human spirit. Um and I think uh we're all excited for the next uh 9 or 10 that are coming up this year. Anyway, <laughs> we all we all love we all love Jack White and we take him as our personal god. Anyways, welcome mm-hmm. to the podcast.
4: How we do, yeah. guys?
0: Wonderful. As you know, listeners, we have an open door policy here on your podcast opinion is wrong, and anybody who calls in is free to uh hop on board and talk for as long as they want. And we are here to offer that courtesy to one Mr. Josh, famed from previous episodes, is returning to us.
4: You guys are, are so sweet and handsome.
0: We were literally talking about mustaches for 45 minutes, so... Oh, wow, I have one of those. You do? Well, I mean, yeah. like, we're, we're talking about bringing back the mustache as, uh like, uh Well, I mean, wait well, hold on, hold on. You do have a mustache, like a sole... Like, solely a mustache, don't you?
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, generally, I have a beard, but it just so happens that right this second, uh, like my shitty hipster self,
0: I have just a mustache... Huh, okay, okay. Um, oh, okay, we got all right. Got Comparatively, who would you compare your mustache to? Uh, oh, somebody like a, a Mexican dude, it's very shitty. Oh, I can appreciate, I can appreciate like the poncho or whatever you want to call it. Like, <laughs> it's uh, intro. I'm trying to think of maybe like Johnny Depp. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay.
4: Like that right. style of stash, Like it's certainly not uh, in, in Selic territory if that's what you're getting at.
0: No, no, no. Um, okay,
4: yeah.
0: So I think, I think that um, uh, Johnny Depp has a creepily bony enough body to pull that thing off. But I don't think he has uh, – uh, if he were any beefier, he would have no, uh, nowhere near the testosterone needed to maintain uh, proper facial hair. I think it works for him. But uh, I think you, on the other hand, can can pull it off perfectly.
4: Well, for for what it's worth, uh, my body would not ever be described as bony.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
4: maybe maybe uh, heavy or
0: substantial. You're not fat. You're not fat. You just have fat bones. No, I'm
4: I'm getting fat, man. You can ask my girlfriend. <laughs> like, it, it, it's it's getting bad.
0: <laughs> All right. So well, did James give you any uh uh, uh act of, actable on advice it's, to uh, my boobs are getting bigger. Than- than hers.
4: Oh, am I cutting out?
0: A little bit, yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I think we got the gist of it, though.
1: Yeah, I'm fat. All right then. Yeah. I, I just heard boobs are getting bigger. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's
4: that's no, that's true. Me. I never used to have I never used to have boobs, and now I think I'm starting to get some. Like when I go over a speed bump, I'm like, there's some movement there. This is. Uh,
0: this is not
4: good. I need to combat this.
0: Right. Um uh we should clarify now that Josh is not in fact a woman. No, yeah. <laughs> Despite my voice. Yeah, mm-hmm. in
1: case you were, you know, confused by his place by his sultry sultry tones.
4: Um... <laughs> um man, I had the weirdest the weirdest day today. I got into an argument with a local music publication.
1: Oh. that Jack late.
4: No. <laughs> But they did ban any press for my band going forward. Aww. What? Yeah. Josh uh,
0: is I getting was, pretty punk rock as of late. What happened, Josh? Uh,
4: well, if you want the full story... I This, is an, exclu- this is an exclusive... <laughs> You're pro- uh, yeah, breaking news. This Come on, wrong, let's go. Right. Uh, so it is a, a a publication, an arts publication out here in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Right. And so uh, uh, one of the fellas there, the writer... His name's Mike. Well, not the writer, but the music writer. He's written about us before. He's a decent fellow, for all I know. But, so, the I follow the account, the Twitter account, of the, uh, of the newspaper. And, uh, so, uh, if you guys want to look it up, it's, it's Straight Music is the Twitter handle, and you can see our exchanges.
0: Really? So, it's, called, it's, it's called Straight Music? No, it's called the know.
4: Georgia, it's called the Georgia Straight, but, uh, <laughs> um, so and More like keeps, the
0: Georgia fag. What's up?
4: Hey, now. So uh, I'm uh, – he, keep, he keeps retweeting himself. I don't think he's very funny at all. He's not funny. But he keeps retweeting himself from the Georgia Strait account. And so I said something like, hey, you got to stop retweeting your writer. I'm looking for music news, not B-level quips or something like that.
2: Ooh, and nice, then, nice.
4: And then Ooh, he bam. lost it. He's like, you piece of shit, don't tell <laughs> us how to run our Twitter account, this, that, and the other. And so, like, the rational guy I am, I was like, fuck you, like, <laughs> who are you to to do this? And I said, you know, it seems very interesting. He says in his Twitter bio, my opinions are my own, and then he's tweeting them from a newspaper account, so I called them out on that, and... It was this whole thing. You should see it's like it goes back and forth. And they have like 4,000 followers, and they're calling me a douche. And so Vancouver's like, Josh isn't a douche. And then people who actually know me are like, he is a douche. And,
0: oh, uh, hold, on, hold on. Did you say Vancouver came to your defense?
4: Uh, no, no, no. Vancouver was attacking me and coming to my defense. But it was a very – there was a lot of people within the music community because a lot of musicians follow this, uh, um, this Georgia Straight saying – Oh yeah, you know no, Josh is he's the nicest guy. Or no, he's a total prick. You guys are right. So uh it <laughs> you, was this.
0: You started an indie rock civil war. Oh, honestly my God. Like,
4: you guys go look at this Twitter thread. Any any interview with Twitter, I
1: would what? Uh, at what here? At at Georgia uh, no, so it's, at it's, Straight? no at straight music. It's straight music. music just just or, one word. Yeah, I'm looking at this now.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not over exaggerating, am I? It's uh it's a whole thing, you know.
0: No, this is and serious. Then,
4: yeah, yeah. Are you, are you doing oh. this
0: from at all my friends?
4: Uh, at underscore all my friends. Which I'm okay. thinking of changing to, to at Josh Custodio because I never talk about the band on there. People sometimes are like, why don't we talk about the band? Oh,
0: I think. I. Let's have a dramatic reading of this. Okay. <laughs> I think. All right. So what's a good place to start? Uh, well, well, About what time did it start, you think? Uh, last night. <laughs> oh Christ! This is gonna be long. Okay.
4: Yeah. It, um, I don't know that whole. Th- it it kind of like goes off into different conversations between just him, the writer, Mike Eusinger, and then me, and then straight music, and then I, I respond to some people, and then my friends and philosopher are like, "Yeah, rock and roll, Josh Custodian. and so uh, there's a. Uh, oh no, Yo goes, oh, you piece of shit. So it was. It was very <laughs> – It was a whole thing, man.
0: No need yeah, to be uh... aggressive. People follow you for music and concerts, not for B grade quips. Uh, oh Christ! He, oh Lordy! Okay, I'm all right. Do we we talked about Twitter fights among people in the podcast before.
2: And, this um, totally one-ups uh, Kyle and Action Bronson. All right.
0: Uh, thanks, all my friends, for telling us how to run our Twitter account. We'll make sure to include you in all of the Mike, Mike Usinger retweets. Uh, that name sounds familiar. Um,
1: uh, I like this. I like. I like your reply. <laughs> Where you, uh, what, what? you 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 attach a twitpic of their bio and said, "Attaches your guy's bio says nothing about C grade comedy. Consider adding a <laughs> warning." Oh <laughs> God! Like,
3: boom. Uh,
1: okay, but I mean, uh,
0: Kyle also got into a Twitter fight with Action Bronson. Well, not with Action Bronson, with a promoter, and uh, uh. he sort of, I. Uh, if not broed around and got at least got retweeted by uh, Action Bronson. Oh, cool! Um, yeah. yeah, and uh,
4: is he a good dude? That Action Bronson.
0: Uh, in in all honesty, he seems like a scumbag, but I think he was yeah in cool, uh, cool in this one sense.
4: <laughs> he uh, you know, he he's kind of I feel like he's uh Damian Abraham on crack. You know, the whole fat thing with the beard, but Action mm-hmm. Bronson's got those weird glasses and sucks. Yeah. So it's. Uh, 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 good for you for going after my uh, austin
3: yeah uh
0: no no this was kyle this wasn't me
4: oh well respect to my man
0: Shuey. yeah yeah um uh wow this went on for like 12 hours
4: oh yeah yeah i'm telling you man and it ended in a direct message he's like that's all the coverage you're ever gonna get from us and i was like all right well that's that's fine you and your shitty rag so i mean that's that's what it is you
0: know Wonderful, um. Well wow, done. uh, that that's by an, like far and away the most uh, exciting thing that we've talked about on this episode. we just you know uh, goofed around with well, mustaches and
1: steaming uh, for a while. Seriously, well, uh, I don't know. I I thought the mustache Victorian uh, anti semite conversation uh, really went places. I, I think it was stipulated. gold. Like it was way. I think it was, was way more organized than stuff we usually do. Yeah, it was, I think I think it was us spreading our wings a bit, you know, mm-hmm. tackling tackling a new topic and uh you know, I I think we did a damn fine job, gentlemen. Okay, here's
0: the thing, Josh. Um yeah. we at Your Podcast Opinion Wrong are forming an organization for the re you know, the reintegration into popular culture of the mustache as not just like a goofy hipster thing. As okay, like yeah. the the man's man the like the man's man's facial hair like sure, back, yeah. back back in 1910 a man had a mustache that's what he had the sign yeah, the sign of the man was the mustache and i think that that new uh like there's no symbol like that for masculinity now as there is like um uh like uh, as there is now and i think um it was replaced by the beard like it's the one where you know you go live in a cabin and uh, grow a giant beard and write short stories right. for a year and i think like <laughs> that's that's also a definition of manhood i can totally get behind but I think now, like, what what is it now? Is it like a snapback clipped around your belt, or is it like a, what? I, I I don't know. <laughs> I uh,
4: yeah, I'm the wrong guy mm-hmm. to ask about being manlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, regrettably, I don't do anything that's too masculine.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like like like, you know, wax your mustache, slap yeah. on your, slap on your striped bathing suit, one piece, and then just okay. challenge challenge someone to fisty cuffs, and boom, like, man, like. Are you they, asking me to do this on video? Uh no, I'm just asking you to, <laughs> just just for you. This is okay. you want to. Well, yeah. I would but like video. I said I
4: got well, like I said I probably would a couple months ago, but now
0: I got these boobs. I'm not I'm not going to be seen shirtless. Right. No, no, it's a, we're in a striped bathing suit here. One piece. You oh. change in a tent on the beach. Mhm. Uh-huh. I uh, I would consider it then. Sure. Right. Um maybe eat some blood sausage and then um uh, just fisty cuffs. fishy cuffs all night.
1: My, uh-huh. uh, oh summer's coming my up. my
4: roommate just walked in, yeah, and uh I gotta tell you guys we're talking about mustaches ac oh, and uh my roommate has the the finest mustache you could uh you could ever hope for for somebody in their early twenties. I,
0: I want you to, to, to describe sure. it to me in hair by hair detail hair explain to me, explain to me like the philosophical yeah. conceit that is this mustache
4: let's put it this way when he wants to, he can do the whole wax and curled
0: on the sides bit. Like, you, you would be tying someone up and putting them on train tracks.
4: You could tie someone up and put them on train tracks, if that's how you want to look at it, yeah.
0: Oh, what's this fella's name? His name's AC. Anyway, anyway, we could get him on the podcast?
4: Right, Like, right this second?
0: Yeah, I could like slap a pair of headphones on him or something.
4: AC, do you want to talk on this podcast?
5: Sure. Okay,
4: here, I'm taking <laughs> off my
5: headphones, so he'll be on, uh... Oh, so you can hear me. Okay,
0: hang on.
3: All
5: right, all right. All right no more headphones. What's up, guys?
0: Hey AC. This is uh this is Austin and you're on a podcast right now.
5: That's so exciting. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Um anyway, we're talking about mustaches for a long time, and I think um we should we should get some first hand experience with the mustache. Uh okay. we know Josh has one, but uh, he's talked about his a little bit. Tell us about yours. What was the impetus behind growing it? And uh tell us about, you know. Uh, you know, maintenance of it. Uh, tell us about who your inspiration for growing a mustache was. Just tell us about your mustache and the the philosophy behind it.
5: Okay. Yeah, I think you use the word impetus. Mm-hmm. Uh, the motivation behind it was probably I really liked, or I, I think a mustache is like a rite of passage for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And I, what came to my head first was a picture that my dad had when he first became a police officer. Mm. In Canada. Oh. And he had oh. a badass mustache, and he was wearing aviators at the time, so I was like, I need that.
0: Oh, God. Like, a cop nice. mustaches. Cop mustaches, like, say what you want. It's one of my favorite mustaches.
4: Yeah, it was oh, yeah, a CMP. They were in a class of their own. Oh. Yeah. Did it just hit, like, the corner of the lips?
5: Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, a, the perfect cop stash. Yeah. Oh. Oh.
0: It's got that, like, that nice parabola to it. I love that. Um,
5: it was like The late 70s, early 80s, it was, like, in style and perfect. Yeah, it was great. So there was that maintenance of it. It was I mean as greasy as it sounds, there's a lot of just like hand oil and nothing I didn't go out and buy wax or anything. I just sort of kept it food food greased it up.
0: Right, right. That's okay. Okay. That's the only way to do
1: it quite frankly. I
5: ate a whole lot of a whole lot of my mustache. The hair tends to get in your mouth and you chew it and
1: that's true. Oh, right. yeah, yeah Look, that happens
5: a lot. See, that's a, that's a right.
0: problem that you don't have with the Fu Manchu. Yeah, I had no choice.
5: It's true. Flavor saver. Flavor saver. Were you on Twitter today? I was, yeah.
4: Did you see me in the Georgia Strait going at it? No. Cool. Man, are they not going to print anything about us? They are They are angry. Oh, really? I, I'll i show you some of the direct You can show
5: them a picture. That's what I...
4: Oh! I, they, it's not video. I want you guys to see a picture of this stash, but... But near the end uh, it was uh,
5: like uh three musketeer style so I had yeah. my, I had a little goatee too uh
0: nice. oh okay okay was it like a pointed daily like the Cyrano de Bergerac type thing
5: yeah a little more bushy though
0: oh I like that like
5: the, the yeah. my the hair's jack- not as burnt, so it's not as it wasn't as defined mm-hmm. yeah I would have liked that but V. Sal V vie indeed but you can see my face on uh a Sigarose photo stream on Flickr <sighs> Of like uh, three other people well, I
0: mean, <laughs> say, saying, s- saying that I can see it implies that I haven't already seen it. That's true. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that is so weird, <laughs> right? I, I just have a like the journal sitting next to me is um, mustaches and uh, cigarro uh, photo streams. So, yeah,
4: perfect. yeah. <laughs> that is so specific. You are, mm-hmm.
0: really- I, I have a lot of journals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, thank you very much, AC. Um, come back anytime. We have an open door policy here on your podcast. Opinion is wrong. Sounds good. Fantastic. You
5: having me? Isn't he
0: great? He is. And Josh. Oh, was I love you. I love your friends. Uh, other people have to bring their friends on.
5: I uh,
4: I love my, I have literally I have two roommates and they are the uh, the finest human beings and they have to put up with living with me. So they that, that gives you an idea of their quality.
0: Is this, uh, AC is one of them, and tell us about yeah. the other. It's not James, uh, is it?
4: No, no. Uh, James might be moving in with us in a little while, though. But, uh,
0: oh, that, that but, makes uh, me excited for future podcasting prospects, but please continue.
4: Oh, my God. Uh, but uh, the other one's name is, is, Darcy is his name, and he's, he is just like the, the biggest burst of sunshine you could ever imagine. He's just so, he's very nice and happy and
0: uh, very great. Okay. Okay. Is is it like um? Is it like D apostrophe R C or is it regular spelling? No.
4: Regular spelling, regrettable.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I E or Y? Y. Okay. Okay. I can d- I can dig on that. I'm not a fan of the I E. To me, that no. denotes female Darcy. But um. Anyway, uh, any any facial hair on Darcy? Uh, not any. Oh, okay, bald face then. Yeah, he can't. I think he would if he could. Right. Was it was the like a Bunsen burner incident in junior <laughs> high or something?
4: I think it's a genetics thing, but who who knows?
0: Right. Right. Mm. Um, you want you want to keep your genes away from stuff like Bunsen burners. Uh, anyway. Uh, <coughs> Josh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> let, let's talk about you now because we've been talking about our weird things for the last uh, hour and fifteen minutes. What have you been up to, Josh?
4: Well, I got in that Twitter war today. Okay. Um, I don't know what weird things I've been up to.
0: Yeah, anything, anything. What have you been doing? You seem to have uh, a much more interesting life than the rest of us.
4: That's really not true. I've been watching a lot of the Canucks games. I have a new girlfriend right now, very recently, and
0: uh,
4: I met her parents on Sunday, and that was a thing.
0: Okay. Yeah.
4: Mm -hmm. Um, I'm like a serial dater, date way too frequently. And then you
0: kill him at the end.
4: That's right. (laughs) Right. Um, but uh her family seems really cool and they uh they they sort of dug me I think which is a nice change of pace and uh it was yeah it was it was good but it's such a weird situation you know because my little sister she brings boyfriends home and so I you know I want to be you know oh hey wait intentions with my sister and and whatever else and so I can't really blame a family.
0: Well don't you just die of cute when you think of Josh just being all protective and stuff?
2: He tried to hook you up with his sister on the last episode. If I remember oh, and I don't right
0: think to. I'm not appreciative, but um. yeah, she,
4: you guys, Austin, I have a very high opinion of you. I hope that's clear. And, I, uh, I,
0: I, thank you so much. That that means more than than that. That compliment means more coming from you than anyone. I think, Josh.
4: Well, it it absolutely shouldn't. You're, now your priorities are wrong. But uh, and uh, my my sister, she's just you know she's the smartest custodial for sure, and she's uh, she's just a real swell gal. She's really great. But but I understand, like, when when I'm at her parents' house and they're sort of doing the grilling thing, I'm like, well, I, I certainly can't hold this against you um, because I do this with my, my little sister's boyfriends. But, it, it, you know, it's a weird it's a weird position to be into. And I'm not the most... My life isn't necessarily the most presentable, and I get nervous about that sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you tell them about your Twitter wars with various uh, magazines? I think they'll love that. Well, I think I said everything that needs to be said. I... Uh, no, you know I mean to no, to no to 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 the parents. I mean, oh, <laughs> I'm wildly interested in that.
4: Funny enough, they're both doctors. I think they give a shit about Twitter. <laughs> if I could just be like, listen, lady, I have like a thousand Twitter followers. You should like what? me. I don't think that would carry the sort of water weight that it does. Uh-huh. So, uh, it, it's some other be like, some like, hey, stuff.
1: let's let's get us Moxie, get some fucking <laughs> <through> Twitter.
4: <laughs> so, but I mean, that's a it's it's not a situation I'm all that
1: comfortable
0: with. But you know. I know. I love the idea of just like a post-apocalyptic Mad Max-like society when a man's stat- a status is judged by how many Twitter followers he has. Like, like you have 1,300 followers. You shall wed my daughter.
4: Yeah, oh, my goodness. I, can, you, can you imagine like Katy Perry's the queen of the world sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> although
0: the s- Lord Supreme – I gotta say,
4: I, I kinda dig Katy Perry now. Not necessarily the music, but she's cute as hell and then she's at Coachella
0: and she's saying I like M eighty three and uh, I don't Nobody likes m eighty three. It was in an iPad commercial or something. Oh was A- it? M eighty uh, three, if <laughs> you ask me, is going the way of like the the vampire weekend.
2: The city oh, really? is the church. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, uh, I really
4: like hurry upward dreaming. It's uh I really like it.
0: No, I dug it, too, but, I mean, like, uh, it, it, eh, it
3: was
0: all not, right. not, not so much as the chromatics, but in some way, well, it's sort of like, not, it yeah. is sort of like indie pop that's built for, uh, Apple commercials. I At think maybe that's why,
4: of. I don't think it's it's too much of a secret that I probably like pop music better than most of the people on the forum, so I uh, think that, that makes yeah.
1: sense. yeah, uh, I'm a pretty, mm-hmm. pretty avid consumer of pop music,
2: and now, I, I'll be honest, have... I,
1: uh, uh, sorry what
2: like mainstream pop music are you guys talking about um uh, i honest... like pops sorry go ahead
1: steve yeah well honestly
2: uh
1: i ended up listening to a lot of mainstream pop music in college because that was just kind of what my friends listened to and uh, i really i didn't grow to uh hate it all that much um and especially, you know, in a party setting when you're with other people who enjoy the music, uh, it, it it was pretty fun. And yeah, we listened to shit like you know Katy Perry and and and, and all that. So I'm I'm definitely not uh, totally against mainstream pop music, and I I, I can see where you're coming from, Joss, with the uh, with the Katy Perry thing. Uh, she she is kind of a she's kind of a cutie.
3: Yeah, no,
1: I agree.
0: I agree with that bit, just not the other bits. Um. Here's my thing. I, listen, can I can I touch on pop
4: just for one second, Austin? Go,
0: go nuts. Yeah,
4: I have like a sort of affinity for like a a pop song that's just like really well worded. It's A B A B C B, and it like no matter how you play it, like you could take that song and play it on acoustic guitar, and it's gonna it's gonna be catchy. Or you could play you know just the instrumental on synth. Like there's something to be said, I think. It and it's how time periods are remembered, which is kind of I don't want to sound like over pretentious here but like if somebody's put out a CD like that's a, I would like to be known as like sort of a part of that canon you know what I mean
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah and yeah. anyway sorry go ahead um, No that's a,
1: that's an old yeah. thing name
0: for <laughs> Yeah I like that Um he, here's my thing Um even even like a lot of the more musically minded of my friends and you know Christ knows there aren't many um <laughs> uh, they they can like like say you're at some sort of like dance function and like a song comes on, like a like a radio pop song, they can be all sort of sarcastic, but sort of serious, and be like, "Ha, this is my jam," and then go and dance to it, and you know, just like a little bit irony enjoy it, and a little bit real enjoy it. I can't even irony enjoy it. I I'm
2: <laughs> I I get bitter and angry and
1: Austin, you're such a snob. I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, like I, I, I can feel high that. school does a, does a good way of breeding that as well. And mm-hmm. then what yeah. happens is you get to college, and you do start. You you go from ironically enjoying it to actually legitimately enjoying it, and you don't notice it happening, but it does, and you realize that that actually ends up being okay. It, it's, it's gonna be all it's gonna be all right, Austin. Right. People like people like
0: actively resent me for it. It's just like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, this this Ti song. It's it's like hilarious, awesome, bad. Let's dance. And I'm like, oh I I don't like TI. And they're like, Why why can't you have any fun? Jesus Christ.
2: A, the same thing happens to me. I criticize yeah. Katy Perry's lyrics, like the have you ever felt like a plastic bag? Like I went on like a half hour rant about that and I was totally ostracized. Right. Um, is that a American beauty reference? Huh? Uh <laughs> Josh. Like no, the
4: movie American Beauty with the Yeah, no, the op- I feel
1: like that that, that probably is. Yeah.
2: It, uh, I've but, never but, seen Oh, you
4: should. Now, Austin, I well, wonder, like, can you get an appreciation from, like, an M83 if it works as sort of a gateway drug in, if it reaches the masses of these people who listen to shit music, and M83 is sort of a gateway drug into better music? I feel like you might be able to take an angle like that to appreciate it.
0: Yeah, the thing is, though, it doesn't usually work. I like M83, but the thing is, it doesn't usually work that way. It's usually like, oh, these people listen to, you know, M83, but they'll keep listening to Blink-182 or whatever, which, I mean, I I I don't, I don't care if they do or not. Everybody does. I'm I'm the outlier in that situation, so I mean, like, I'm not the one to pass judgment. By the way, have um, uh, you know the song "Freak Scene" by Dinosaur Jr. Have any of you heard Blink One Eighty Two's cover of that? No, is it good? No, it's not. It's not. (laughs) I I don't know why.
4: (laughs) Why would you assume that? I said that almost tongue in cheek.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's not. No, but the more the more important thing is that why the hell is blink 182 covering dinosaur junior cred
1: that is a right. good question mhm
0: mm-hmm. uh no it was like i think it was before they got popular though which i mean like even makes me respect them less because oh they like dinosaur junior and now they're what they are
4: it's something else that's new i i've been writing for anthony
0: for the past couple of weeks the,
2: the, oh yeah i heard about that i'm starting next oh
0: nice Mm-hmm. You, you. When did you people get hired by this guy? Granted, I don't write, and I'm fine with that. But like, <laughs>
4: I, I, I didn't hear. I didn't hear anything about this. I'm not hired. I'm not getting paid. But yeah,
2: it's uh, Danny, Josh, and I, I believe. Huh.
3: Yeah,
1: that's yeah, cool. I, yeah, you, yeah, I saw a couple of your uh, guys' articles. Uh, I think Monday, Anthony posted a bunch of them. Yeah,
4: yeah, oh yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's kind of a thing, I guess.
0: No, that's uh, awesome. What what's, <laughs> his, what's his, um uh what what is uh I'm on his website right now. What's an article that either of you wrote, Josh? Uh I think uh, for me, it's the MP3s
4: and streams, and I think it's been like every one this week.
0: Oh, okay, okay, all right. Um. Uh, so did you write the one about human suit and Beach House and yes, yeah, the bat. Oh, this is amazing. I had
1: no idea. Yeah,
2: yeah look at the name go. they're
1: posted under. It's not a. No longer admin all the time. Posted by Nick. Posted by yeah, Danny Spitz. some other
2: people, too. There's Danny like, Spitz? Uh, yep. D- yeah.
0: Wait, is, is this uh, IDM Nick?
2: N- I don't think so.
0: Okay. Um, uh, it's like,
2: wait, yeah. there's like intern Chris, and then some other people from the forum, and then some other people.
0: Right. I. This will be a greater pull to have this guy on the podcast, though.
2: Oh, Anthony? Oh, we're definitely going to get him.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, maybe just like, you know, slip them a couple of awesome, you know, MP3 write-ups and like, hey, we got this thing going on, won't take but two and a half hours and then, boom, <laughs> we, our podcast viewership goes up by at least 12.
4: I, uh, yeah, I've recorded, uh, two episodes of a podcast that, that I want to do through Personal Opinions Wrong.
0: You need to post that, Jank, sir. We all want to hear it.
4: Uh, I'm waiting for the, the logo to be done.
0: Oh oh are you, you getting professional design? Uh my bandmate Brian is a
4: graphic designer for a living and uh I asked him if he would be kind enough to make me one with an elephant and he said yeah. All right. Uh, so he he's doing that and uh yeah I'll, I'll probably I'll probably throw one out next week. I don't know quite I don't want it to be longer than 45 minutes and I don't know if I want cuz I have a bunch of interviews on my computer and I don't know if I want to put interviews in or or if I just want to talk, or I don't know. So it, it's in the sorting out phase. But yeah, there is there is content, and I think I think it might do okay views wise.
0: I mean, you've got your um, uh, uh, uh your twelve hundred Twitter followers, which I mean, if it's good enough to pull a wife, it's probably good enough to pull a couple uh, podcast downloads. That, I would. Know. who
4: who knows uh, the Georgia Strait won't be. Uh, won't be uh,
0: promoting it. I think, well, you should a- I think you should ask them and act like you're apologizing just to see if they'll actually do it. There's absolutely no fucking way. Just to see if they'll react to it.
4: Nope. I had a bunch of people being like, nope, they're assholes. Oh. Good for you, Josh.
0: So. Let's see if they have like a phone number you could call and then record that and put it on the podcast.
4: <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually.
0: <laughs> yes. All right,
4: guys. I'm sorry. Patrick's here and we're going to watch the hockey game, so I need to go.
1: Absolutely. Right, Enjoy. Thanks for coming um, on, guys. Hey, yeah,
4: thanks. thanks. It's really nice to talk to one. you three. And uh, everybody have a nice night. And go
0: Canucks, go! go, Canucks go. <laughs> Who's
4: Sorry laughing? About that.
0: that would be Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of Mark? us don't care.
4: Steve, you guys, you guys are really hurting my
1: feelings. So. right, right. <laughs> uh, have a nice uh, day, you guys. Talk to you soon. You, you too. Bye, bye. Oh, that poor soul. Jack uh, White sucks.
0: Uh, Jack White sucks. Yeah. Um. Uh, fuck.
2: <laughs> uh, Anywho, I think this is a good wrapping up point.
0: This is probably good. Quick uh, cool question: Do either of you have any interesting people you can bring on to the podcast? Uh, no, I I don't have friends. All my friends are like soups, boring.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I'm assuming you too, uh, Alexander.
2: No one is nearly as dynamic as uh, James or.
0: Or even AC. AC. That guy was yeah. that guy was that was guy was pretty cool. I dug it.
1: Um. I think if I anyway. told anyone I do a podcast, they they'd laugh at me. I do it. I keep and doing it. And then I go and then I go cry somewhere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh. <laughs> why don't you why not you get some of your students on?
1: You're uh, yeah. That'd be really interesting. <laughs> make a lot of, I'd make a lot of, uh, a lab Thanks activity. Credit.
0: All right. Here's the thing. I like this. Um, I'm very interested in teacher psychology since it's something I deal with on a daily basis. Do you enjoy your students? Do you like them?
1: I do, actually. On mm-hmm. uh, if, if I'm being honest, uh, TAing uh, has been my favorite part of grad school. Not 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 the uh, re, not the research. I I hate the research, and and not so much the classes. Although I've taken some good ones, but I am genuinely enjoying the teaching a lot more than I ever thought I would have. So, yeah, and, and I, I do uh, pretty much like all my students uh, this semester. Um, it's
3: really cool.
0: And d- uh, you're, you're uh, not that old, I'm assuming. You're under
1: 30? Uh, yes, I'm only 23. <laughs> oh, okay, Jeez. okay. I didn't know. <laughs> Please don't think I'm 30, oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, you're 23,
0: 23, 23. But um, do you think these students, do you think they have uh, a hard time uh, working under the direction of someone so
1: close to their age? Uh... I'm sure a fair percentage of them do, um, and I mean, uh, part of it, uh, part of the problem uh, with with TAs is is that they're not all good at teaching. And I'm not saying I'm good at teaching. Uh, I think I put a little bit more of an effort into it than some other people. Um, but I mean, really, uh, from the perspective of, of a TA, you know, we're we're doing this so that we get money, get paid, um, and you know. Honestly, providing a uh, good teaching environment isn't on the uh, isn't high on the prior- priority list of most teaching assistants or most young people like myself. Right. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know anything about actual teaching psychology. I've never taken a class or anything on it. So I, I have no idea how you're supposed to teach um, and what's effective or not. Uh. But I don't know. I, I just try not to do too much bullshit with the kids, and, get to, and just kind of just kind of you know explain things like this is how things are, and I just try to be really uh, approachable and you know walk around, help, uh, answer questions as they arise in lab. Uh, then yeah, I I I just pretty much try to do what I can, which isn't much, but yeah.
0: Are you a good biochemist?
1: Uh, define good.
0: Like, are what, Like, did you do well in college in the subject, or like, did you did you succeed with flying colors on on uh, in yeah, college?
1: I, yeah, I have always kind of been like a good student. I mean, I'm not I'm not tooting my own horn, but I've just, I've just always kind of gotten good grades. That's just what mm-hmm. I've done. Um, I'm not saying I'm smart, but that's just how I've done in school.
0: Uh, what about you,
1: Alex? I'm interested to know.
2: Um, am I a good student? Yeah. Um, I'm very lazy, and the thing is, I will study for a test for, like, ten minutes and get a B plus, whereas one of my friends will study for an hour and get an A. I'm
0: I'm I'm in the exact same boat. Like, I'm on the other side it, also It's not good,
2: though. I mean, it's going to catch up to us eventually.
0: I know, and I... Uh... It... <laughs> Might. <laughs> is it, wait, is it, all right, tell, tell, be, be truthfully, or someone who is in university, so to speak, um, is it uh, like, uh, like having uh, a, a, a C as opposed to a B like a, a horrible detriment?
1: Um, in college? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean like, uh, with going into college, like getting into one. Oh, getting into college? I, uh, I well, I honestly don't know. Uh, I, I don't know anything about admissions. I, I really don't care about how what the be- behind the scenes bureaucracy looks like.
2: What was your uh, SAT, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Uh, it was twenty two. Jesus Christ, around there.
4: Yeah. That that the,
1: something. It, it might have been twenty one hundred somewhere around there. <laughs> oh <laughs> still respectable. That.
0: Like, I know a lot of, like, I'm friends with a lot of really smart Asian people, like a lot of them, like a suspicious amount of them, and, like, none of them are up in that range except for, like, one or two.
1: Yeah, well, I I guess to my advantage, I've, I've kind of always liked both the, uh, the maths and the sciences as well as the, uh, you know, Englishes and the literatures, uh, things like that, so I think that kind of helped me there. Right. Um, I, and I also somehow pulled an 800 in the math section, which I, I could not do on any of my... The, the first time I took it, and I couldn't replicate that uh, when, I re-ta- when I retook it at all, so I don't know what happened there, but that was just a stroke of luck.
2: Have you taken uh, any uh, practices, Austin?
1: Uh,
0: no, I haven't, but I've taken practice ACT, and I think I got 99% in both English and writing. So that's always been my jam. Like I, I'm not so good with the maths, but I can like, uh, like give me an essay. Like say, put your opinion down on paper, and I can do that well. That's 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 pretty much my only talent when it
1: comes to traditional academics.
2: Yeah, that's that. English is my strong suit too.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's a that is a damn good talent to have. Like that's uh, the thing that like
0: because um, uh, most people my age, and this is again not tooting my own horn, but like they don't they don't really have opinions on things and i i like to think that's a problem I like to think no, that, I, do, I, like to think that been- I can actually think about something and then express my opinion with facts, which is like granted it's like the only thing I can do but uh yeah i i I try to put it to good use
1: now that's a real problem with uh the the modern public school system is that there really isn't uh not any, but there really isn't uh, enough emphasis on, you know, critical thinking and uh, establishing and arguing an opinion. Um, that's a real, uh, that's a real lacking area. Hey, Steve, critical thinking isn't going to help us beat
0: the Russians to the moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we're not beating anyone to the moon. Have, have, have you seen our space program these days?
0: Yes. And that's that's the funny thing though. They screwed up our school system, making it solely math and science based to try to get us to the moon. And now we did that, and like we just just we just gave up on it.
1: Yeah, you know, pretty much. Don't even we we're, we don't even have you know a, a way now of, of getting people up into space. We have to you know use other countries' uh, rockets and stuff just to to send people up. I mean. Uh, at least now we have the uh you know, the prospect of independent uh space travel next to uh SpaceX and uh Richard crazy James. crazy billionaires like that. But Yeah. You know who have a really good mustache? A crazy billionaire. Yeah. No, I imagine that uh, you know, those billion dollar mustaches, they uh they pay for themselves. <laughs> right, right. Um
0: Oh, sorry, once again, uh, Horrible Cough is the perfect time for a podcast. But, uh... I think we should probably wrap this up If
1: any, unless anybody has anything else to say. Uh, yeah, that... This has been more than enough drivel, I think.
2: Yeah, I think I'm good.
1: Uh,
2: anyway. Enough
0: with the drivel, so to speak. Let the doddering end here. Um, we... The... Gracious hosts of uh your podcast opinion is wrong uh thank and welcome you no nope, we thank and bid you farewell see i'm at the wrong end of the podcast here. I think I made like a sign error or something but um uh, we uh bid you adieu and uh, we wish you good luck in all your future endeavors um, uh in in uh especially but not in uh, especially but uh not limited to uh the revamping of the mustache as a symbol for masculinity among other things but um uh yeah everybody goodbye we thank you for listening if you are uh and we hope to see you again next week goodbye everybody